All righty. Good afternoon, everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well, enjoying uh, this draft time because uh, fantasy football uh, circles, uh, that's all that's going on this week. Little uh, little malfunction in the CBS site last night, so hopefully uh, things are working again tonight. People have drafts. I know you and I both have that, Wiz. And uh, we're on the eve of the opener of the NFL season, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys. Wiz, how you doing today? Yeah, doing well. Excited about uh, tomorrow opening night, although with a few of those Tampa Bay receivers look like they're limited, so we'll see what happens with that. So it starts becoming frustrating, uh, the uh, real lack of transparency uh, transparency with some of these injuries, but uh, hopefully it'll be all systems go for those Tampa receivers tomorrow. Yeah, and, and you know, Wiz, you talk about injuries, and uh, it, it's such a big part of fantasy football. It, it drives us all crazy. Uh, you know, you, you get it. You're, you're all excited. You get in there, ready to start your season. You're looking at your fantasy teams, or, or you're following your favorite NFL team. And you know, next thing you know, you turn around. Guys on the on the ground, carts on the field, and you know, it's a very frustrating part of fantasy football. It's a very far, uh, frustrating part for the players. Uh, you know, these, these guys want to stay healthy and get through the season. I, I think it's even more important and paramount this year. We go to a 17-game schedule. So there's a lot that, that adds into that and it really folds into the NFL fantasy season and kind of how you prepare, prepare for that. Uh, and we will we'll be looking closely at things over the course of the season because it's a, it's a vital part of, of, of waiver wires and, and being on top of what's going on uh, week to week in the NFL. And, uh, you know, I was looking with too, you know, and I, and I found, you know, suddenly I was so excited uh, when Curtis Samuel moved on to the Washington football team. But, you know, again, reading about him today, he's one uh, of these receivers that's kind of fallen uh, pretty big in, in, in fantasy drafts and, and again, hurt, you know, not able to kind of get over this groin injury. I think maybe we'll have some people looking if, if the, he can't get over that injury. I think Adam Humphreys might have something to say on waiver wires uh, if for the first couple of weeks in the season. We know they have a rookie receiver there in Diami Brown. So at least a little things that, you know, you might want to look at, but Curtis Samuel has just not been able to get healthy here to start the fantasy football season. Yeah. He was somebody that of course, um, the, the Washington football team is, you know, really counting on um, great free agent signing uh, to kind of give McLaurin um, a complimentary guy there. So we'll see how that plays out. But boy, this has really been a mystery situation with Curtis Samuel all summer. And uh, we'll have to see how it plays out. There were just so many prominent players that are just going to be unleashed week one. And we're going to see how it plays out. Hopefully they'll all play, but, Guys like A.J. Brown and T.J. Hawkinson, the Tampa receivers, as I mentioned, Evan Ingram. You know, the list goes on and on and on of players where we just haven't heard anything really about. And, uh, you know, that's it's always difficult to try and project what's going to happen when you're not quite sure what the status is and really what percentage these guys are going at. And I think that, you know, that plays into things. You have to pay attention to what's going on on practice squads. The NFL's kind of changed the rules around, uh, given COVID last year. And what happened with that, uh, there's different rules when it comes to IR. And, and, and there's three-week IRs and there's extended IRs. And practice squads are larger, and that's still in place for this year. And, you know, something as simple, I know, you know, we kind of maybe laugh at it a little bit, but, you know, we know what's happened in, with J.K. Dobbins in Baltimore, and, and Le'Veon Bell has shown up on a roster. He's on a practice squad right now uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. He'll be learning their playbook. 
And I don't know a player like that. Could he make an impact in in, in this season? I, I, you know, it's it's something that you can't rule against it. And it's one of those moves that are, that have happened here in the last twenty four to forty eight hours. That that you know, it's one that you have to pay attention to in fantasy circles. Oh yeah, there's no there. There's absolutely no question about it. Uh, just um, it, there, there's a lot going on, and as you mentioned, you have to pay attention. Uh, but um, like I said, there is just uh, so much uh, regarding these players where we just haven't seen them at all. Uh, not even one down in terms of the preseason or any news about these players for a long time. So it's going to make week one uh, a little bit of fun, I have to say. Yeah, it's kind of like last year, Wiz, right? Because if we remember last year, like we had no preseason games. You were kind of just going by with some of the beat writers who were kind of tr- – they were watching from a distance of what was going on. And this year, so many NFL teams decided not to put their players on the field. So like you said, uh, it's you know the opening of Pandora's box. box. We'll be watching close. Mostly, uh, I know today's podcast, we're going to make some bold calls on the season. I don't know how many you've kind of listed. I, I've, I've got a bunch that uh, I have on my mind. But the, one of those things that we like to do, uh, we did it last year, uh, and we're going to try to do it again this year. Yeah, I, I have mine to 10. I made 10 last year. I did 10 specifically. I mean, could I have gone to 10, I mean, to 20, to 30? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I could have uh, with different things between how I feel about players and and teams and, and all of that stuff. But I, I kind of like just wanted to stick to 10. So uh, since you seem to have more than 10, why don't you, uh, why don't you start off? Yeah, so I'm going to start off with a, with a simple one. It's kind of two teams. It's it's two and one actually. Uh, bold calls when it comes to one team in the NFC, one team in the AFC. I've talked about this one already. Uh, I think the Carolina Panthers are going to make the playoffs in, in the NFC for this coming season. Uh, so I think that's a little bit of a bold call outside the box. We know that Sam Darnold is getting a second chance uh, as an NFL quarterback. Didn't work out with the Jets. The Adam Gase era came to an end. He moves on to with Joe Brady and Matt Rule in Carolina. I think it's an up-and-coming defense. I love their offensive talent. Hopefully McCaffrey can stay on the field. But my bold call uh, is the Carolina Panthers from the NFC go to the playoffs. And on the flip side... I just don't like a lot of things that are happening to the Ravens coming into this season. Uh, they lost a lot of key players on defense. I still don't trust Lamar Jackson on a day, on a game-to-game basis, especially in the passing game. Uh, we know they lost J.K. Dobbins. Their receiving core is a mess. And my prediction is the Ravens do not make the playoffs in the AFC this year, Wiz. That's, that's a pretty good one. That's, that's definitely bold, considering that uh, you know, the Ravens have always been up there. Um, in top probably four or five teams in the AFC, and to say they're not going to make the playoffs, that's a that's a pretty good one. And there's a lot to <clears throat> there's a lot to like about Carolina, so I see that one. Uh, so I'm going to start off with a similar one where we're just talking about teams, and <clears throat> while the Cowboys and the Washington Football Team are the prohibitive favorites. You know, certainly the Cowboys are the favorite, and then and then Washington. But as a tandem, they're certainly clearly everyone everyone's pick to win that division. One of those two teams, and I'm going to say I'm going to go with the Giants or the Eagles as a couple's entry over the Cowboys and Washington Football Team. And I say either the Giants or Eagles win the NFC East. So in terms of teams, 
That's my bold prediction. Uh, That is a very, very bold call. And we've spoken a lot already. I'm a Giant fan. People know that. Uh, I am am extremely concerned by a lot of what I've read so far coming into this year. We we know that Daniel Jones hasn't been on the field a lot. The offensive line is a mess. I think uh, they showed showed last year vastly improved on defense. I do love Joe Judge as a coach. Uh, You know, there's been so much kind of – cloudiness around Saquon Barkley's status same thing with uh same thing with uh, Mr. Galladay so I have concerns there if you're going to ask me surprise I'm not going to question the Eagles who had so many injuries last year uh at the offensive line position in particular uh some exciting speed on on offense you know I think they're you know Devonta Smith has been added here Kez Watkins has definitely made a lot of noise uh we haven't really talked about that player that much but a guy that's basically running with the first three receivers uh you know Miles Sanders probably a bit underrated in fantasy drafts coming into the year and we know Jalen Hurts last year in a few of those games really had a big Big time say, uh, you know, in terms of fantasy production. Now, I know they did make this trade for Gardner Minshew. I personally think the Cowboys are the team to beat in this division, followed closely by the Washington football team. The Cowboys' uh, run in this division is going to be predicated on how they play defensively. I think your call is very bold. I don't quite agree with it, but it is a very bold call. All righty. <clears throat> what do you got next? All right, so uh, we spoke a little bit about this on the last podcast. I'm going to stick to it. Uh, you beat me out for this player last night in the draft, but Rondell Moore will be the number one wide receiver rookie uh, in fantasy football for this year. I feel really confident. I think the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals will find a way to get him the ball many different ways. You'll see him rushing the ball, but Rondell Moore, number one rookie wide receiver in fantasy for 2021. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I mean, I don't... I don't hate that call. I just find it difficult because of the target share that Hopkins is going to get. <clears throat> While some of the other receivers, rookie receivers, I, I like, um, I just figure to, to get more targets. But I have Rondell Moore in one of mine as well, where I have three rookie, rookie receivers going to have more receptions than the Heisman winner, Devontae Smith. And that was Jamal Chase, Jalen Waddle, and Rondell Moore as well. So I have three <clears throat> ahead of Smith, and certainly Rondell Moore I like as well, and 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 think he's going to have a very good season. But the only reason I'm not going to agree with your bold one is because I am all about loving Jalen Waddle this year, and I think he is going to be the best rookie wide receiver in the NFL this year. But I am with you as far as him having a good year, and I have him as in one of my bowl calls as well. So kind of with you, uh, with Jalen, with uh, Rondell Moore as well, but that's my one of mine. So you could go ahead considering that uh, one of my ten was Moore, Waddle, and, and Chase to all have more receptions than the Heisman winner, Devontae Smith. Okay, fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm going to go to the NFL uh, reigning MVP, and that's Aaron Rodgers, who may, was all over the news all year long. Um, we know that the Packers have made some changes. The likelihood that he comes back to the Packers next year is definitely up for uh, up for grabs. Uh, but I'm going to say this, Wiz. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will not 
finish in the top 12 for fantasy quarterbacks in 2021. Uh, I think there'll be too much of a distraction. I think some of what happened in the offseason will carry into this season. And I am definitely a little bit more gun shy. I don't have I don't have ownership in Aaron Rodgers in any league right now. Uh, and I think that'll probably be the case uh, unless we have something to talk about uh, in our draft for Friday night that we're partners in. But I have Aaron Rodgers outside the top 12 in fantasy quarterbacks for 2021, Wiz. That's a that's a bold one. That is absolutely a bold one. It's an interesting one. Um, I, I will say this: the, I, the other the other thing that troubles me, Wiz, and, and part of it is that it's a reworked offensive line. New center, Bakhtiari delayed coming back, uh, and yeah. I know they brought brought Cobb in, but I just wanted to give like it's. I'm not just kind of flipping a coin. There are a couple of things happening here that that kind of concern me about you know what's around Aaron Rodgers. Fair enough. I have one about a quarterback, too. Uh, mine is Josh Allen, who I w- was against, and he really surprised me last year. And I'm going to have uh, a view of i got to see it again to believe it. So while Josh Allen is almost uh, like auto-picked as the number two fantasy quarterback, I'm going to say Josh Allen finishes outside the top seven at quarterback this year in terms of fantasy. I just don't like that they just are a throw-the-ball-every-single-down type of situation where I just feel like they are not going to try and run. I think teams are going to get on to that, and uh, I just think his lack of accuracy, um, I I just have to see it again. I just feel like his lack of accuracy is going to be a problem this year, and uh, his completion percentage and the connection with Diggs, uh, that's got to be proven to me another year. I just don't like how one-dimensional they are. So while Josh Allen is being just about automatically taken as the number two receiver off the board, and uh, two number two quarterback off the board in all drafts, I'm gonna say he does not even finish in the top seven. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I didn't own Josh Allen in any league last year. I don't own him in any league this year. I, I do have ownership in in digs in a couple of leagues this year, which which is I, I wasn't the case last year either. Uh, I'm I'm not going to push back on the call because again, you know, he 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 had and I think the the Buffalo offense in in periods at, at times last year definitely was a little funky and you know when when you're slightly one dimensional which they are, uh, I think teams can kind of catch up with that. So I'm not going to push back on it. Uh, I don't own the player in in any league at this point in time, uh, but it's a very interesting call and certainly against the grain when it comes to fantasy. All right, what's your next one? Okay, ne- next one I feel really confident in. I'm going to say this right now. Uh, Damian Harris is going to finish in the top five rushing yards in the NFL this year. Um, I, first off, I know he's going to have a lot of touchdowns. I think I think the Patriots are going to want to run the football. I think Damian Harris is very good. This is a solid offensive line who gets back David Andrews. No more Cam Newton. I think Damian Harris is being drafted way too low in all these drafts. Damian Harris rushing total, top five in the NFL, 2021. Wow. Yeah, that's a bold call that I definitely do not agree with. Uh, I'm really high on Ramondre Stevenson, who just found out today they had a dislocated thumb last um, week in practice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that is certainly a bold call. But I just feel like he's definitely not a three-down back, um, which is, I feel, one of the prerequisites to, to being in you know that, that top group of rushing leaders. It's a bold call. I am certainly not as high on the player as you are, but <clears throat> that's what both calls are about. I mean, probably going to be 
disagreed with by most, but uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. But I think the point about the offensive line is a good one, and it, they'll probably be in a little better position to um, to to be running the ball in the fourth quarter with a, you know a better team and a better offense. So I understand that one, but. I understand the reasons, but uh, I'm definitely not as high on Harris as you are. Um, we're going to go to another one of mine, and I'm just going to say that I predict TJ Hawkinson catches 100 passes this year. <clears throat> and I know that is a huge amount, but I just think, you know, going back two years ago to what the Higby-Goff connection was in that five or six game stretch, it was wild. And I know Hawkinson is a better player than Higby. <clears throat> that doesn't mean that necessarily you prorate that over 17 games, but I just feel Hawkinson's a terrific player who is just in his third year now, and he, he is just going to be a beast this year. So my bold prediction, TJ Hawkinson catches 100 passes this year. He's certainly putting put it in a position, given the fact that you have a starting wide receiver core that looks like it's going to be Tyrell Williams, Quinton Cephas, and, and Armand St. Brown, the rookie. Uh, you know, again, the injury stuff, a little bit of noise around that uh, to start the season. He sprained his AC joint, but the Dan Campbell and the training staff have said everything's okay with that. Uh, I drafted him in a league last night, so I'm glad to hear you saying that. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what Hawkinson can do. Uh, he's definitely made progress over the last couple of seasons. He's in a perfect position where this is not a particularly strong defense. Detroit will be playing from behind frequently, and he's probably going to be Jared Goff's number one target. And it kind of it's it's in Jared Goff's wheelhouse in terms of his strength and where he's going to find the player. And I think uh, I, I think all good points. And uh, excited to hear you um, feel very confident in what you're going to see from T.J. Hawkinson this year. All right, you're up here. What do you got? All right, uh, this is an interesting one, but Chase Claypool, to me, is going to be the leading fantasy wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. I think uh, if they go back and look at kind of what Chase Claypool did through weeks 5 and 10, he was a significant difference maker in that offense. Uh, They don't really have a rushing game behind Najee Harris. I I don't really like any of those guys. I think they'll find creative ways to get Chase Claypool the ball. Like I said, the way he played in that kind of middle of the season – Unfortunately, the end of the season for the entire Pittsburgh Steelers team was a disaster. I think Deontay Johnson has to work on drops. Last year, led the NFL in 16 drop passes. Juju Smith-Schuster, I just don't have any confidence in that player. I don't own him in any league. Uh, but I am making a, a real real effort to, to attain Chase Claypool on a lot of my teams. I think Chase Claypool is the number one wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers this coming season. All right. I don't agree with that one, but it's a, a bold call. And uh Look, he's the big play guy on that team. If Roethlisberger is back and he his arm strength is back and that offensive line gives him time, I could see it. But I think there's a lot of mitigating factors working against that. So uh, it's definitely a bold call. I mean, if someone made the line on that, they'd probably have a Deontay Johnson one. Um, and then maybe Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool would be fairly close together. But it's certainly, certainly a bold call. I'm going to go to my next one. I'm going to try and do this. I'm going to make them a little bit more bolder and bolder as we go down the list here. But I'm going to go with Jared Goff, the kind of forgotten guy, cast off by the Rams, tossed aside. It was all his fault. That's why the Rams couldn't, you know, do what they needed to do in the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. I'm going to say Jared Goff throws for over 4,000 yards this year. Um, And there's a couple of reasons why. One is game script, where I just feel they're going to be – behind in most games. 
Two is the Lions have one of the most underrated, probably the most underrated offensive line in football, uh, which only got bolstered by Penny Sewell. And I think that offensive line is going to hold up. And not only T.J. Hawkinson, but I feel some of those young receivers uh, are going to do well. And I think they're even going to contribute. So my bold call is Jared Goff, cast aside and a forgotten man, throws for over 4,000 yards this year. I, I got to say, he, he's definitely all, all, all but forgotten in most leagues. I think in a number of leagues where you kind of have 12 teams in it and they're, you know, most teams are drafting two quarterbacks, I think in a lot of those leagues, Jared Goff's not being drafted. Uh, you're going to have to look at leagues where, where rosters are a lot deeper. But, yeah, he's definitely a forgotten guy. I mentioned that I think they're going to be a behind in a lot of football games. We talked about Hawkinson. Uh, but I think, you know, I think you probably are onto something here, an un- unheralded guy, a-, a guy that's largely being ignored in fantasy circles for the coming season. Alrighty. What do you got next? Uh, well, you know, we've talked about this. This is kind of not not that surprising. I, I know how I feel about it. I think they're I think this is an up and coming team stylistically, the way they play. Kevin Stefanski certainly had this team in the right direction last year. They like to run the football, enables that defense to rest. They've they've added a number of key pieces through the draft and free agent signings. Cleveland Browns defense, top three in the NFL this year. Uh, I feel really strongly about that. I own them in a couple of different leagues. I, I know you do as well. Uh, I think you kind of feel the same way. Maybe not top three, but I know you like this defense. I have them top three this year. Cleveland Browns, kind of in the same area as we looked at, at, at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I think, like I said, the way this team wants to play football, it's a little bit more old school. And I just love this defense and what they've added to it. Yeah, that's a bold call, and I like that one, and I agree with that one. And one of my bold calls kind of plays into it. Actually, two of them play into that. But one of my bold calls definitely plays into it, and one it was one of the main reasons why I'm making this bold call is that Nick Chubb is going to win the rushing title this year. Uh, he was close. I just feel the Browns, for the first time, are going to be in position where they're going to have better time of possession in the second half, be ahead in more games than they've been in. Their offense is more competent. And um, all of those things, and for other reasons as well, um, you know, just the fact that I just feel Nick Chubb is just one of these guys who doesn't get viewed as one of the top three running backs in terms of rushing in the NFL. I just feel that's wrong, and I feel he is. And for those reasons, I love Nick Chubb to win the AFC, uh, to win the, not just the AFC, the NFL rushing yards, uh, be the NFL rushing leader this year. You know, I, 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 people have to realize, I, 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 I know when it comes to fantasy, people kind of shy away a little bit from Nick Chubb. Uh, because, and by the way, he can catch the football. I know We know Kareem Hunt is there. He's one of the most elusive backs in the NFL that's been the case in terms of breaking tackles, yards after contact, all, all that sort of stuff. He has been, he's been fairly remarkable. So I, I think that's the one thing that you have to look at you know Nick Chubb has been very very consistent over five yards a carry for his career I think it just continues this year we talked about the way Cleveland wants to play I think this offense is just kind of you know I think you saw kind of a preview last year and they're going to continue to build upon that remember Nick Chubb missed a lot of time last year Wiz uh what did he miss five or six games I believe with that with that uh, ankle ankle sprain yeah, it was a weird injury. He was pass protecting and, you know, alignment fell over the back of his leg, just a freak injury. And, uh, yeah, he, he's just a great player. And um, I think he's going to win the rushing title. So 
With that said, you're up. Yeah, I, I have Patrick Sertain Jr. He's going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. It's pretty simple. He's looked great in the preseason. Uh, I know there's a lot of interesting defensive players that, that came are coming into the league this year. But to me, he looks like he's and, – and, and we talked about how serious Denver took the preseason. Uh, Patrick Sertain Jr., Defensive Rookie of the Year in the NFL for this year. Very good. Very good. That's a, that's a good one. It's an interesting one. I think uh, that pass rush, um, you know, is going to lead to the uh, quarterback throwing the ball before he's really ready to throw. And uh, and Sertan is, is, is proven in Alabama, and he's going to prove in the NFL that he's a crafty and a tricky player and understands what, what teams are trying to do against him. So I like that one. That's a, that's a, that's a good call as well. Um, and I'm going to stick with the Browns team. I said I had two regarding their defense, and uh, here's another one. I am predicting that the Browns are going to be the AFC champs this year. With all due respect to some of these other teams, the Bills and the Chiefs, I, I just feel the Browns can do two things better than either of those two teams, and, and by a, a wide margin. They can run the ball better by a wide margin over Kansas City and Buffalo. And I feel their defense is better than those two teams, too. So you have a better defense. You can run the ball better. That's a recipe for winning championships. My bold prediction this year is the Cleveland Browns will be the AFC representatives in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and again, you know, you put together what, what they do on the ground. Uh, again, smartly coached. Better defense, all of that, you know, all the ingredients. We we think the Steelers will regress a little bit. I mentioned the Ravens at the start of this. I I, I definitely have question marks about that. I'm certainly not going to push back against you, Wiz, when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. Excellent. I just have, I think, a few more left. So go ahead. Why don't you go to the next one? Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned 4,000 yards for a passer, and I, I think it's hard to achieve that as a rookie. But guess what? Uh, I'm, I'm loving what I see and what I read and everything I'm hearing. Zach Wilson, over 4,000 yards for the New York Jets. I think Corey Davis will make a big difference in fantasy football circles this year as his main target. I, I'm excited to see what Elijah Moore can do. But Zach Wilson, over 4,000 yards. It's hard to do that for a rookie quarterback, right? So... But I feel I just feel that the, the the situation is kind of lining up here. I like the talent they've put together. Not an unbelievable rushing game. Uh, Zach Wilson over four thousand yards passing. New York Jets. I know you don't love Wilson as much as you know. You kind of you're a little gun shy about him, maybe. But I, I just I, I like what I'm seeing so far, Wiz. I love the arm talent. I just think it's going to get a little trickier for him. One, the defenses get some film on him, and um, and he just was not a great decision maker. When you're in college and he was in that conference, he his arm talent is so elite that he was just able to beat teams with his arm talent. The NFL is a little bit of a different story schematically. I think they're going to take some things away from him. And he's just been the type of player that doesn't take the easy throw and is trying to make big plays. And I think he's going to have some growing pains in the NFL. So if game scripts call for it, yeah, can he get that number up to 4,000? Yeah, I guess he could. I mean, I, I wouldn't be say he can't do that. I just think there's going to be probably a lot of bad throws, bad decisions, and interceptions along the way. But look, if the Jets are losing a lot of these games and he has to go back there and fire, he's certainly capable of doing that. So I understand that, but uh, I think it, there's going to be some struggling along the way for Zach Wilson. But... Love the arm talent on that player. 
Uh, let's see. I have a couple more left, and I'm going to go to the NFC now. And it just seems the NFC has been engulfed with news about two teams, the Tampa Bay Bucks, if they're going to go undefeated, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers and the saga with that. And I'm going to predict that neither of those teams are the representative of the NFC. And I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers, who I predicted would not make the playoffs last year and they did not make the playoffs, are going to not only win the division, but are going to be the NFC representatives in the Super Bowl. I feel Trey Lance is going to get in there. Their offense is going to be a lot better, and they're going to ground and pound their way right into the Super Bowl this year. So, yeah, and I, I, I I'm not going to disagree. I, I've drafted Trey Lance in a couple of different leagues. I've left him in the background. I think he's going to be a significant difference factor as the second half of the NFL gets going. I think in most normal leagues, Wiz, that's the way the player is being treated. If you can afford to kind of stash Trey, Trey Lance, or pay up a little bit maybe to have him on your roster, I, I 100% agree with this. I'm very excited to see what he does when he gets in there. Timing of that is uncertain. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, and that's pr- kind of one of my calls. I think Trey Lance, I, I have Trey Lance, it's funny, I have Trey Lance leads the, leads the San Francisco 49ers to the playoffs. I don't take it as far as you do, but that's the way I have it. I, I'm right there with you. I agree. And if you can find a place to get him on your roster, because it's kind of being treated a little funny when it, in, in fantasy circles, uh, but I'm in full agreement with you, Wiz. All right, so I only have two left, so why don't you take the next one? Uh, okay, so I, I, I'm going to combine I'm combining into one. It's two wide receivers. I'm going to tell you this. Michael Pittman Jr. is a 1,000-yard receiver this year. He's going to be in the top 25 of fantasy receivers. He's definitely getting ranked outside, in my eyes, in the top 40 in terms of pricing and auction drafts and where he's being drafted in snake drafts. And the other thing I'm going to say, Byron Pringle is going to be the number two wide receiving pass catcher for the Kansas City Chiefs this upcoming season. Yeah, they're both they're, they're both bold predictions. I think the Pringle one's even a bolder, <clears throat> more bold, if you will, um, considering you know that you know, a lot of people are very high on McCall Hardman this year. So I get that one. The Pittman, you know, I like Mike Pittman, and you know he certainly is capable of achieving what you're predicting. Uh, I just you know. You know, Carson Wentz, is he going to stay on the field? Is he going to be healthy? Is he going to play well? They have that offensive line, and it looks like they're healthy. So, yeah, I, I like that one. I think there, there are two interesting ones. Now, do you feel that that Brian Pringle is going to do that by just being the third or fourth guy, or do you think that Brian Pringle, as the season goes on, is going to – move ahead of Hardman on the depth chart. Yeah, I like the latter. I think he's going to move ahead of him. I, I think, you know, the one thing we've seen before in this offense, and I, and I don't wish hurt on anybody, but I think every once in a while, Ty, Tyreek Hill, because he's a bit diminutive in stature, is going to miss a game or two. I, I think that increases the role here. Not a big fan of Demarcus Robinson. Uh, what, what Hardman showed us last year in, in the playoffs, uh, you know, he was he at times just completely zoned out. I don't have confidence in the guy. I know he can get down the field and he's a burner, 
but on a day-to-day basis uh, or a game-to-game basis in terms of a guy that Patrick Mahomes can count on, I don't think McCole Harbin is that player. But I think Pringle has shown better hands. I think the ability to catch the ball around the line of scrimmage a little bit more on those slants. And I just like I, I like what I see in the players thus far. I, I think we start – and they've started to give him the ball uh, – they started to give him the ball a little bit towards the end of last season. And they definitely were giving him some action in, in the preseason as well. So I'm feeling confident that this is going to be the case this year. All right. Good stuff. I only have two left, and they're pre-bold, I think. So my number two overall bold prediction for the 2021 fantasy season is Trey Sermon has more rushing yards than Najee Harris. And I know this is probably, I'm against the grain just about if you asked a hundred, a thousand, a million people about this, but I, I, I think they, I think Trey Sermon's a better running back than Najee Harris, plain and simple. And I think in some way, shape, or form, he's going to get the opportunity to play. And they're on a team that really loves to ground and pound, a better offensive line, a better system, a more creative system than what's going on at Pittsburgh. So. I know Najee Harris has crept into first rounds of fantasy drafts and Trey Sermon somewhere between round six and ten, but I predict Trey Sermon will have more rushing yards than Najee Harris this year. Oh, I love hearing that because I'm an owner of Trey Sermon in a couple of different leagues. Uh, I tried very hard to make sure I, I combined both Mostert and him. Uh, like you said, this is a team uh, that wants to get a lot out of their running game. I think Kyle Shanahan has shown that he can do that. Uh, Sermon has looked great in the preseason. Uh, Mostert at times has been frail. I think we're seeing in a lot of drafts actually Sermon getting drafted ahead of Mostert. I don't quite agree with that, uh, but I just think this is a team that knows what it wants to do as a very, very good offensive line. Great fullback in, in Juice Jack. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's a good call. It's a bold call. Uh, but Sermon's going to be a difference maker this year, without a doubt. Uh, you know, whether whether he goes beyond Najee Harris remains to be seen because I think the volume that Harris will see uh, is a whole different story. So I think that's why it'll be a little bit more challenging. But it's a bold call, and, and you're making it. And I, uh, I do respect the player's ability, that's for certain. All right. I have one left, so go ahead, Doug. Tell us another one from your list. Yeah, my last one is pretty simple. Uh, All in Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I don't think the fantasy football community is all in yet. In fact, I I tell my partner last night, Jimmy O, uh, he was at uh, Waterfront Draft last night. I was doing a draft that you and I uh, were were doing. It was a snake draft. Uh, I I came to a point in time where I had a choice between Tannehill and Stafford. I wanted Stafford. Uh, Jimmy wanted Tannehill. I went with Tannehill. It's okay. I thought he lasted too long in that draft to begin with. Um, But Matt Stafford, to me... uh, uh, in this all end, uh, in this all in uh, attempt by the to the Rams to get to the Super Bowl uh, in their own home stadium, it could it be the second one in a row? I don't know, but you know what? Matt Stafford's going to be a top five quarterback. I think he's going to have over forty touchdowns this year. The Cam Akers situation has definitely changed what the what the Rams are going to want to do. I know it's a big question mark, especially with chemistry coming into a season. I've talked a lot about Woods and Cup kind of pushing against the top ten, top fifteen in terms of fantasy circle wide receivers. Especially Woods, I think he's going to kind of be the the bigger beneficiary uh, without Jared Goff there. But yeah, I see Matt Goff, uh, Matt Stafford top five fantasy football season at the quarterback position. Certainly not being drafted in that direction. Uh, definitely kind of forgotten about when it comes to that outside the top twelve in most drafts that I'm doing. But that's my call, Wiz. Matt Stafford top five fantasy quarterback. Yeah, and 
he has interesting receivers to do with. I mean, uh, Woods and Cup is as good as a one-two punch as they're in the league. Uh, you got to like Higby as well, <clears throat> especially with no gel or Everett there. Um, Atwell, rookie Sean Jackson is a player, believe it or not, that I think is going to have some big games at the beginning of the season as long as he can stay healthy. So, that's an interesting one. Uh, Wiz, uh, I actually like want to—I want to actually ask you a question because we—you you know, it seems like every time we turn around, Deshaun Jackson's got something going on with his abdomen, his his his, his core. Uh, that's been the case over the last couple of seasons. Tutu Atwell got an amazing amount. I, granted, Woods and and Cup weren't on the field, but an amazing amount of of passes thrown his way. I haven't seen Tutu Atwell drafted in any league I am in thus far. Is this a guy that maybe everybody will be paying attention to in three or four weeks? Yeah, I think it's somebody that people should keep their eyes on in the free agent waiver wire uh, market for, sh- for sure. And uh, look, if, if, if Stafford's going to have 40 touchdowns and over 4,000 yards <clears throat> or something like that, that you didn't mention anything about yards – there's going to have to be production from other from some of the others past Woods and Cup. So uh, there's still a lot of room there for other guys. So that's why I mentioned those other guys. I think they're they're keep your eye on and uh, and and those guys are, are more suited for Stafford's game than they ever would have been for Jared Goff's game. So <clears throat> I think they are players. Adwell is definitely somebody that. You should keep your eye on uh, in all leagues as we, you know, head into the, you know, see what happens over the first week or two for sure. All right, fantastic. All right, you want to wrap it up? <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to go with my number one bowl prediction. <clears throat> I have drafted this player in every single draft I have had, and I'm going to try and do it with you as well tomorrow uh, on Friday night as well. I predict Tom Brady is going to throw for five thousand yards, fifty plus TDs threaten all of the season passing records and win the MVP this year. I just have looked at a lot of different things from week 10 on last year. He was in the top five, a quarterback. They have all of their players back. Their offensive line is good. They have skilled players galore, deep and wide receiver. Um, and I just feel that it, it, this second year is going to be similar to the second year that Peyton Manning had with the Broncos. <clears throat> Peyton Manning didn't have that crazy year his first year with the Broncos. It was his second year. So now this is Brady's second year, acclimated with the system. Him and Gronk getting used to what Bruce Arians wants to do. Those receivers, that trio, are just all elite. Even their four and five receivers are good if they get in there. Um, so I am all in on Tom Brady my fantasy football season will live and die or live or die with this call. But I predict Brady is going to break passing records this year. Look, 44 years old, Captain America, you know, shot, you know, not shocked us all, but, you know, led, led, led the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, to the Super Bowl last year. Uh, as you mentioned, a tremendously strong season uh, second uh, to end the season and weapons galore. And, and by the way, not a tremendous rushing game, right? Like, I think I think I think I think Bruce Arians has kind of toned down the passing game, not as vertical in this attack. I think he's talked about Antonio Brown, uh, you know, kind of having those fresh young legs. 
uh, but it's an exciting group with Godwin and Evans when they're all healthy. Uh, like, and, and I think they're secondary guys. If something would happen up front, a guy like Scotty Miller certainly would be an interesting pickup. But yeah, Tom Brady doing those kind of numbers at his age, uh, pretty remarkable stuff no matter what. Uh, excited to see. And like you said, Wiz, you, you've put your money where your mouth is when it's come to the player this year. Yeah, I've drafted him in every single league, and uh, like I said, hope uh, that you and I could scoop him up. We have the number six pick in a superflex league, <clears throat> so we'll we'll see how how that go how that goes. But uh, I, I just feel um, it's all it's all set up for Brady this year, and uh, I'm just I'm just absolutely loving him. And uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. And it, I'm not gonna have to wait long. I'm only gonna have to wait uh, another uh, you know plus 24 hours before uh, I get to see what happens. Yep, that's tomorrow night. Uh, we have Tampa Bay and Dallas. Excited for that. So, okay, that's going to wrap this one up. Bold calls for the 2021 season. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. By the way, Wiz CBS just uh, sent out a note uh, apologizing for uh, what happened last night. A lot of drafts were impacted by it. Uh, they hope to have it rectified for tonight. So we talked about it at the start. I know a lot of you folks out there use CBS Sports for your fantasy football. So they're apologizing for what happened. And uh, hopefully that's not the case uh, over the next couple of days as more drafts are completed before the start of the season. So, Wiz, have a great night. Talk to you tomorrow. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. Later on, everybody. You got it.